Previously on Quest Friends Forever. There's a house a few miles outside of town. Recently we started thinking of building a new road out of town, you see. And this house just sits right where we want to build this fine road. So I sent two of my constituents to that house. Thing is, though, my two men never did come back. I sent two of my deputies out there to investigate the situation. My deputies haven't come back yet either. I'd like y'all, in return for my hospitality, to uh, go out there and maybe bring my folks back. You now get a good look at this house. It looks extremely old and worn down, like it hasn't been tended to or perhaps even lived in for years. You have revealed a, uh, a portrait of two men sitting next to each other in separate armchairs in what looks like some kind of library or study. Inside this closet is a skeleton. It's covered in blood. What a lovely house. And you reveal a small library. Is there a book that looks like it doesn't belong? There is one book that is purple and it is blank. Words start appearing on the page as if they are being written in real time. Trapped by demon, must lure out. Oh, I'm actually good. I'm going to close the book. Somehow, you are back in the exact same hallway you were just in. Um, okay, I go around the corner and open the door. To the library? Uh-huh. Going into this door reveals a small library about the same size as the bedroom upstairs, with books of all <laughs> sizes and colors lining each wall top to bottom. In the middle of this room, there's a simple wooden table with a chair pushed into it and an unlit candle on it. I go to try to see if there's another book that looks like the book that we had. Do we still have that book in our possession? Yeah, uh, Jared has the book, right? I still have the book, yes. The book is still in your hand. Okay, I do uh, uh, another inspection check of one of the shelves, this time looking for books with the title Demon, Luring, and or anything affiliated with either one of those words. Okay, and Stephanie, what were you doing? I was looking for a book similar to the one that we already found. So you look where you found the book originally, and that spot on this bookshelf is now empty. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to look at other bookshelves to see if there's plain, plain ass basic books. Uh, it's mostly like history, like encyclopedia stuff, you know, like the Encyclopedia of Constance. Uh, nothing super recent, you know. It's the same room is what we're, we're getting at here, folks. Okay. Um, can I roll a perception on one of the walls to see if I find something? Oh, you're looking for demonology? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. I hate my hands. I rolled a one. Ooh, uh, you try to pull down a couple books and your hand slips and you pull them down and one hits you in the face. And it doesn't yeah. hurt, but it hurts your pride. It's pretty embarrassing. Everyone sees it. Everyone sees it's it It's like happens. when you're asleep, trying to fall asleep at night, but you're still on your phone and then you don't realize that you lose your grip on your phone and it hits you in the forehead. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that. It's like, oh, bedtime. When you get hit, though, Jared, you kind of stumble back a little bit and rub your face where the pain is and close your eyes. And when you open your eyes, you realize you have dropped the purple book that you were holding that was talking to you earlier. And this book has fallen to the ground open to page one. And as you look down and lean down to pick it up, you notice that some new words and some new writing is beginning to appear on the page. (gasps) And as these words begin to appear, it's almost like you can hear something in your head, but that, that can't be right, can it? Hmm, can it? Don't show your friends. 
I go over to Jared and grab the book and say, how do we lure it? Uh, Stephanie, um, I hold the book tight and I say, I can't show you. I'm sorry. I, I can't show you this book, but I can show you what I think might work. Oh, dear. No, thank you. I put the book in my pouch and then I walk over to one of the bookshelves and with one hand slide all the books off of the top shelf. What the? Why can't you show me this? Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry. I'm very confused. And I, um, I don't I, like oh this. My goodness. This is not a good look. I also don't know, but I need you to trust me and I need to try something. At that t- same time, I go to the shelf below it and I push all the books down. I then grab the chair that's in the middle of the table or underneath the table. I lift it over my head and I smash it on the table. I then run to the other side of the room, start with the low shelves and start pushing books shelf by shelf off of the bookshelf. Is any, I, and then I open the book. Is anything happening? Hurt them. Okay, I run. I tried, so I grab the bookshelf on the back wall and I grab it and I try to pull it off the wall. Is it bolted to the wall? It is bolted to the wall. Fuck, okay. Uh, I start, grab. I grab one of the books that's on the ground and I start ripping out pages and throwing them across the room. And then I look at the group and I ask, or I tell the group, just start grabbing whatever you can, ripping, throwing, doing, make this room messy. Sure thing. Val picks up the table and smashes it on the ground. I'm grabbing more of the books and ripping them and pushing books off the shelf. I'm jumping up and down on the books in front of the shelf, causing a tantrum. I'm screaming in a very, very unrelevant uh, Elsa Frozen 2 show yourself (laughs) moment. Val, does Val have the strength to smash the shelves in the bookshelves apart? Like karate chop them? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. See what okay. happens. Make an attack roll. Oh, okay. Uh, 15. Yeah, the armor class of the bookshelf uh, sucks. So you just start chopping <laughs> up. You're just like a wood I'm chipper just... going like chop, chop, yeah. chop, and just chopping these shelves into bits. And the books are kind yeah. of falling off and flying into the air as you do so. Right. Stephanie's pissed. Stephanie just... <laughs> is, is she? Are you just standing there with your arms crossed? Like just eyes wide open angry yeah kind of because jared just all of a sudden took this thing like that is a like a person that we're communicating with and was like i can't show you and stephanie has trust issues we all know this that's why ellie is her only true confidant i i give you a book i stand on the other side of the room and i tell you throw this book as hard as you can at me yeah i do that i fucking throw that book Perfect. why are you keeping secrets from me ow i toss you another book i say do it again Ugh! it hits me in the face ow fuck this hurts do it again another book i give you another book okay wait are you like are you okay i'm okay i don't know what to do but i have a hunch and a feeling that something needs to be done um i look in the book now is it has anything happened from the me getting hurt? So, Stephanie, roll a uh, d6 to see how much damage you did to Jared by hitting him in the face with three books. Five. Yeah. Oof. So, Jared, uh, your nose I'm it, broke. It's bloodied. 
I'm bloodied up a little bit. You're the cover of the Andrew WK album. Oh, fuck yeah. All bloodied. Okay. I open the book. More. Okay. (laughs) Hold on. So I'm going to take charge at this point, and I'm going to say, hey, everybody, I don't like what this room is doing to us. Everybody, please get out of this room. I have an idea because I don't. I'm sorry. I, I give Jared like a, a little handkerchief. I say, here, you take this. Everybody get the fuck out of this room. I got this. Ellie says, sure thing. Okay. I leave the room. So Val, leave. Mm-hmm. Um, I cast create bonfire and just just start burning all of these things because now I'm worried that my friend is possessed by a demon because they want to be hurt and now they're acting funny and they're not acting like themselves. So I just cast create bonfire and then I, uh, which is a cantrip, and then I also cast control flames to expand that to engulf the entire room and just burn it all. Cool. Yeah, the, the books and uh, that are now all over the floor and the shelves, the wooden shelves that are now all over the floor, uh, catch fire and start to uh, burn. And this uh, fire grows pretty quick because books and shelves make pretty good kindling. And this fire, I mean, I know you're controlling it, so it's not like going to rage out of control, but it, it catches. It, it's, it's, it's going. I open the book out in the hallway and I set it on the ground and I open it to the page. Does it say anything new? It does not say anything new. The same message is on there at the bottom still. I close the door. <laughs> just going to pretend like it's not going on in there? Yeah. Okay, let's regroup. I say, let's try it again. And I go to the same door that would lead us into the same situation again, but this time new. The door at the end of the hall? The door at the end of the hall. Okay. I like this idea. Let's just leave. Um, let's leave. Let's go away. This didn't cool. happen. So we, I open the door. We go down the stairs and down the hallway back to the same broken clock hallway. So you go down 12 steps to the landing and you open that door? Yes. Entering this door, it takes you into a long and narrow hallway with blue carpet on the floor. There are no windows in here, making it difficult to see clearly. Along the walls on each side are some dusty square outlines, but a few pictures and paintings are hung on this wall. They are pictures of landscapes, things like meadows mountains at sunset and things like that that are now hung back up on the wall. Up ahead, you see that the hallway curves around to the right, and about halfway up the hall, there is a standing grandfather clock, now fixed and ticking away. I just fucking keep walking. (laughs) Uh, Stephanie is done with this shit. Uh, My friends are keeping secrets from me. I just want to get out. I'm ready. So you go around the corner into the end of the hallway? Yes. Okay. Um... You're going to go down a flight of stairs to a landing, about 12 stairs, and you're going to open that door, and there's going to be a long hallway with blue carpet and some paintings on the wall of landscapes, meadows, and mountains at sunset and things like that. I, I run down through that same door, and I run past into the little library again. Is there anything new in this library? The library is back. It is not burned and on fire. Okay. There is the table with the unlit candle and the uh, purple book is still not on the shelf where you found it. It is still in your possession. I walk out into the hallway and I tip over the grandfather clock. Okay. I knock it over and break it. It falls onto its right side. And when it hits the blue carpet, the glass shatters and breaks onto the floor. And the hands, which are at 815, stop ticking. I go to one of the paintings. I grab it. 
I do it like break it over my knee and I throw the pieces across the room in both directions. It looks cool. I turn back and I do the same to one of the other paintings on the opposite wall. It also looks cool. I open my book. Do I notice any changes? Give me to someone else. I grab the book and I give it to Stephanie. Oh, we're doing this now? Yes. Okay. And I open the book. So when you open the book, uh, all the messages that were for Jared are now gone. So this book is now blank once again. But as you stare at page one, some writing starts appearing as if from nowhere. Don't show your friends. Yeah, we know that's the deal. Uh, Apparently. Okay. I guess you were telling the truth, Jared. Yep. (laughs) Do you want me to set shit on fire? I'm good at that. I can do that. Trapped by chaos demon. Yeah, yeah. Got that. Got it. Needs chaos energy to come forward. I look at Val and I say, I wonder what it's saying to her. I'm afraid that information is not available at the moment. Yeah, I know that. Cool, I got this. And then I tell everybody, hey, you might want to walk in front of me right now. And then as they start walking down the hallway, I fucking blaze everything behind us. I set the uh, the clock on fire. I just like casually open that library door and set that shit on fire. Is it in slow motion with a really cool music going on? Mm-hmm. And then just for uh, just for good measure, I also cast Infestation, which is like uh, I create a cloud of mites, fleas, or other parasite to appear. So I do that. Val's not really sure what's going on. And yeah, Val has no idea at this point. And frankly, a little worried about their friends. So Val goes over to Ellie and very close to Ellie and grabs her hand to hold her hand as we're walking in front of Stephanie. I notice this and I telepathically uh, tell Ellie, I know this seems weird, but trust me, it's okay. I got this. Just just walk in front of me and do what I say. I, I'm not going to let anything happen to anybody. She turns around and just kind of nods at you and then keeps moving forward, squeezing Val's hand because she's kind of freaked out. I'm just doing this like, and it looks really fucking cool as I'm going down the hall, just like psh, 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 bug, do, do, do. And then um, it looks fucking amazing. I will say it, it's it's in line with all of the rest of the movie tropes of walking slowly away from an explosion without looking backwards. Like exactly. It's, it's that epic levelness. Okay. And then as I like walk by too, like you said, there's some wallpaper on the wall, right? Sure. Yeah. I'm going to rip that down. I'm going to um, take my hilt of everything and I'm going to just um, rapier. Uh, saber. Like, and I'm just gonna like call out different things and just like slash the wall as I go through, like you know, like just very casually, just whatever. Fuck this place, and uh, as we exit, big carry vibes. Big old carry vibes. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm telling my friends, it's okay. I love you. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be you're fine. You're communicating. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but before I walk through that door, I'm gonna look back at what I did, and I'm gonna look at the book. Good. Move on. Let's go, y'all. We all walk down the stairs, down onto the landing and into the new hallway. You go down about 12 steps and come to a small landing with a closed wooden door in front of you. Entering this door takes you into a long and narrow hallway with green carpet on the floor. 
There are no windows in here, making it difficult to see clearly. Along the walls, all but one of the artwork and paintings are back. There's still one dusty square outline indicating something was once hung there. And again, it's more just landscapes. Uh, There is a picture of a horse. Up ahead, you see the hallway curves to the right. And about halfway up the hall, there is a grandfather clock standing and completely fixed, ticking away at 8.15. I look at the book. Give me to someone else. Okay. I'm going to give this to Val. And um, as I'm giving this to Val, I'm going to explain to, or I'm going to like use my telepathy to tell Ellie, this is how we get out of here. This is fine. Nothing is going to happen to you. Like, cause I, I can under, I know that she's prone to being terrified, especially in something like this. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to give the book to Val and I'm going to go up and I'm going to um, hold Ellie's hand. Oh my goodness. I open the book and I say, and I say, hello. All the messages that were written to Stephanie are now gone. This book is now blank once again until some writing starts appearing as if from nowhere. As the writing starts appearing. Greetings. I am a Varian South Psionic Altonian Lexo Transceiver Unit. Don't show your friends. And then I, I tilt backwards and I, and I kind of look at the group and then I tilt forwards and I hold the book and I'm, it's as if I'm looking at the book. So I'm going back and forth. And then I look at the book and I say, Sure thing. Trapped by chaos demon. Sure thing. Hurt someone. Oh dear. No, thank you. The book waits. <laughs> oh my goodness. 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 Val kind of, the shoulders turn. To make it look like Val looks at Stephanie, and then Jared, and then Stephanie, and then Ellie, and then, and then and then Jared, and then Stephanie, and then Ellie, and then back at the book. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I step forward and I say, choose me. Oh dear. No, thank you. Interesting. Val walks calmly past the group without skipping a beat and walks towards the grandfather clock. And then walks to one side of the grandfather clock and grabs it and pulls it towards Val to the point where the grandfather clock now falls and falls on Val. <gasps> Ouch. Val, you're going to take some damage. Uh-huh. Uh, you pull this grandfather clock onto you, and it is so heavy that it knocks you onto your back and crashes on top of you, and you take eight points of damage. Oof. This is a very heavy clock. Val! Ouch. And then while Val is on the ground, I'm assuming the book landed next to Val? You had it in your hand, yeah. Okay. So just like without gesturing to get up or push the clock off of Val and just laying there hurt, pulls the book back up to the glass dome to read it. Good. Move on. Thank you for your assistance. You've been a great help. <laughs> And then Val pushes the clock off of Val and stands Okay, it. it's, it's a bit of a struggle, but you, you can kind of just push it off to the side of you. And then I close the book, and then I just calmly walk past the group at a normal walking pace towards the door at the end of the hall. We follow. We follow. Opening this door reveals a wooden staircase that leads downward. <laughs> you go down about 12 steps and come to a small landing with a closed wooden door in front of you. Do you open it, Val? Yes. And then closes it, and then pauses, 
and then kicks the door in as hard as I can. <laughs> this time, this time you nail it. This door, uh, strangely, this door does not seem as heavy this time. Entering this door takes you back into the house. This is if you are going coming through the front door of the house again for the first time. You are standing in the living room with the kitchen to your left and the hallway to your right. The painting of the two men has changed. <gasps> are they holding hands? Quite the opposite, actually. The more slender of the two men on the left still sits looking straight ahead with a stoic look on his face, but the stockier of the two men on the right now has a knife through his heart and sits dead in his chair. <gasps> Ooh, holy shit. Oh my goodness. And laying on the coffee table now is the purple book, which you look down, Val, and you realize it is no longer in your possession. This book is now on the coffee table. Hello, hello. Val excitedly points at the thing like a little kid who just saw a magic trick and is super dumbfounded by it. Okay, now I'm going to go over to the book. Okay. Do you open it together or do you just look at it yourself? I mean, we can look at it all together this time. I'm still holding Ellie's hand too, by the way. She's like, squeezing it. Yeah. So you're all shoulder to shoulder. You slowly approach this book now that has taken you through this weird maze back into the house. And Stephanie, you reach out and you open the cover to find the book still empty. But after a moment, writing starts to appear and you all look down at what this book is saying. It oh. says, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. For what? Are you, you're, you're not free now because you're still in the book, right? So as you are saying this, the book starts to vibrate. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's coming out of the book. Oh my God. Is this going to be the demon? And smoke starts pouring out of the book from the pages and smoke begins to fill the room until the book is now gone the book is now the smoke and the smoke starts to cover the ceiling cover the floors spread to the corners in like a scary way or like a harry potter patronus kind of a way a scary way okay I'm going to cast, uh, as this is happening, as a like reaction to this, I'm going to cast protection from uh, good and evil, or protection from evil on Ellie. That's a smart idea, because uh, as the smoke fills the room, you now hear the voice of the book, and you just hear, thank you. <laughs> Everybody, roll for initiative. Oh, is that the party alarm? That can only mean one thing. It is time for the mid-episode break of Quest Friends Forever. My name is Danny. I am the DM. Let's do this so we can get back to that good, good content. First up, we are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. We are on YouTube. Why don't you follow us yet? You should. Those things are there for, you know, your enjoyment, really. We do them, but they're for you. So go ahead and get on those, you know. Check us out on those sites. Give us a follow, a like, a subscribe, whatever the nomenclature of choice for that website Let's be friends, y'all. Quest friends. Speaking of being friends, it would be awfully friendly of you if you wanted to give us a rating or a review on your podcast app of choice. Five stars is just an easy one to click. It's, you know, it's just the, the best one. Just click it. It's fine. And if you have time to write a review as well, that'd be really cool. Those ratings and reviews help us get spread to more people so more people can enjoy our message of quest friending. I don't know. I also want to tell you about the Nostalgia Network. That is a podcast network that we are a part of and actually that we also kind of help run. Um, 
That is a network where you can find podcasts such as Quest Friends Forever, the one you're listening to right now, as well as shows like The Lousy Advice Podcast, where Eric Lefebvre, a.k.a. Jared, and his band Lousy Advice talk about music and make all kinds of lists with all kinds of fun guests. It's really, really great. And the other podcast on that network is just called Nostalgia, our flagship program in which Eric and Jessica Tercero, a.k.a. Seventy from our show, talk about movies, specifically remakes and sequels from the point of view of a queer and feminist lens, and talk about why the heck those things even need to get made in the first place. Spoiler, they usually don't need to get made, but it's a fun podcast anyway. You can check that out at thenostalgianetwork.com, where you can learn more about all the podcasts, including the Patreons available for, I think, just Nostalgia at this point, but maybe more coming soon. Watch this space. And yeah, let's get back to it. Let's play that music here that's coming in right about now. And here's the podcast. See you in two weeks. As this room fills with purple smoke and you hear the echoey laughter of whatever creature was inside this book, your vision starts to become obscured by all the all the smoke in the way. And Stephanie, as you were standing there, uh, you had just cast Protection from Good and Evil on Ellie, so you're kind of looking over at Ellie. A column of the smoke reaches out and plunges towards you. This column of smoke plunges towards you quite quickly with uh, seemingly ill intent, but you manage to just move out of the way, I suppose, and it goes sailing past you. And this, this column of smoke hits the wall, and the wall shakes as if this column had force behind it. Okay. Val, do something. I'm going to do dancing lights and see if I can get a little bit of light going on amidst this smoke so we can see a little bit better. So Where do you, where do you cast it? So you, you all are standing like in the middle of the living room because you approached the coffee table to look at the book. Uh, just a bunch of rave glow sticks surrounding us as a party oh like around you all around yeah okay cool it looks cool as hell because the smoke is purple so the way the lights like illuminate off it oh it looks so cool it looks cool as As a bonus as a bonus action can i start playing like a daft punk song or something i mean not you can do a creative commons daft punk song okay i'll I'll change one of the notes and one of the the beats to we're going from under pressure to ice ice baby kind of thing yeah change the one note at the end basically got it jared try something so we, we're only in a smoky room. We can't see any sort of figure. We can't see... There is no obvious figure or thing in this room with you other than the smoke so far. But you did see the column of smoke reach out and try to do something to Stephanie, but it missed. Fuck. Okay. I was hoping that the figure or whatever this was would reveal itself by my turn. Um, <laughs> we uh, have just started, so you're very I, optimistic in that. I... And you know what? At the end of the day, that's how I like to be. So, hey, look at me. Shout out. Um, That's growth. Uh, Okay. Fuck it. I'm going to shoot an arrow through the smoke and see what happens. In which direction? So, we're in the middle of the living room. In the direction of the center of the smoke pillar, essentially. I know that the purple smoke has, like, filled the room. So, I'm just going to aim dead center in what we perceive as a wall of smoke. Are we all standing as a team, kind of back-to-back, shoulder-to-shoulder, like Avengers? Uh, yeah, you specifically said you all approach the book together. I'm going to pull out my short bow and shoot one arrow dead center into the air. Where the book was, but above it, as if to assume that something is kind of standing on top of the book or in vicinity of the book. I'm I'm trying to think that, like, even though we can't see it, there's something in the smoke, obviously, because there was an action taken. Okay, cool. Shoot that arrow. 
Okay, so I just rolled a 19. Fuck me up. So you fire an arrow into the smoke, this purple princess smoke, and you hear the arrow hit the wall, unmistakable sound of the arrow hitting the wall, and then, because you rolled so well, you hear a little bit of scurrying, implying that perhaps there is something in this smoke, but you don't see any blood spurt up. You don't hear any yelps of pain. You hear the arrow hit the wall and some scurrying. Okay. That's good information. Stephanie, you're up. Wherever I heard the scurrying end, I'm going to cast Gust of Wind. I uh, thought you might. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, Danny. Uh, I want to get rid of the smoke, and I want to, whatever smoke thing that it tried to throw at me, I want to try to negate that. Yeah, your perception is obviously sick as hell. So you heard exactly <laughs> where this scurrying came from. It came in the direction uh, from from the wall where, where Jared's arrow hit, um, which is the same wall where the painting is. So you blast this gust of wind, and the thick purple smoke in front of you clears a path in this um, uh, immediate gust, z- cone, whatever it is, of wind. Ten feet wide. Ten feet wide. And attached to the wall, like claws in the wall, hanging right next to the painting of the two men, you see this monster... It is pinkish, purplish in color. It's got two giant curved horns coming out the side of its head. It's got purple, looks like kind of slick back mohawk hair coming out the top of it, but it also might be tentacles or something. You're not quite sure. It's got beady black eyes. It's got a row of many, many sharp teeth and it's giant three foot high mouth with a long pointy tongue coming out of the mouth. It's got two arms on one side, one arm on another side, two spindly legs. It is a just abomination of a creature that is attached to this wall. And it realizes it is now out in the open and has lost its cloud cover. And it is being now pinned to the wall by the wind, right? Or has to roll a strength check to see if that happens? Yeah, because it's going to be pushed 15 feet in the direction following the line. Can I just say the photo of this demon? It's like take Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. and and combine him with Tim Curry's demon creature from Legend with the big red horn with the horns and the red skin. That's cute. And then that creature got cast in a Gushers commercial. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For sure. Uh, For my strength check, I rolled a 14. So he does not pass. So your gust of wind pins this Mike Wazowski Gusher Legend monster (laughs) to the wall. And it lets out a breathy snarl. Rawr. I did it for you. Thank you. <laughs> very breathy and very snarly. Seeing this monster revealed, Ellie is going to spring into action. Now, brushing the smoke away from her face, kind of clearing it, kind of coughing a little bit. She sees that we now have a target. And she feels that she's been blessed by this protection from evil spells. So she feels a little bit courageous. She remembers back when you did the same thing in the, in the Bone Zone, the Skeleton Dungeon. So she feels, she remembers that this works, this spell works. So she's a little bit brave here. So she busts out her crossbow and takes aim at this demon creature. Love this for her. Honestly, same. She's so confident in this moment, but it's just misses so bad. She rolled a two. Oh, (laughs) no. I mean, I imagine she's trying to shoot an arrow with this giant gust of wind. Yeah, the gust of wind's going to kind of, yeah, yeah, it's going to kind of 
we'll say that. So without really thinking about the wind, she just feels like I can do this and fires the arrow. But the the gust of wind kind of sucks the arrow up and sends it flying off against the other wall, clattering against the wall and then hitting the floor. So there is no hit. The uh, demon is up. So the demon is pinned to the wall and he decides he doesn't want to be there anymore. So he tries to roll well, uh, kind of still attached to the wall, like sort of spider climb to the side a little bit to try to get out of this gust of wind that is holding him down. So he expends all of his movements to get into the corner of the room away from this gust of wind. Bad and move, buddy. He lets go of the wall and drops to the floor. And you see the smoke kind of start to uh, reform around him a little bit. It's not completely uh, covering him yet, but you can tell he's kind of trying to regenerate more of this to try to get his cover back. But he is now only partially obscured. And Jared, a similar column of smoke that came after Stephanie, now plunges out of the smoke toward you. <gasps> okay, my armor class is 13, so that's going to be a problem for me. This column of smoke connects with your torso and sends you flying backwards as if you'd been hit by some kind of fantasy car, basically. Yeah. And you go flying backwards and land on your back prone on the ground. Would that be a horse-drawn carriage? Yeah, but a really fast one. Gotcha. I love, I love when my back is prone. Um, and you're going to take five points of damage from this attack. Oh, Oof. fuck. And you hear the, the demon kind of go, <laughs> That was more of a breathy laugh than a breathy snarl. <laughs> Val, so take a turn. Wait, so how far, is the, how far am I standing from the creature as well as everybody You're else? ten feet away from the creature before you move. Uh, and Seveny right, and Ellie are right next to you. Okay. I'm going to do two things. And I'm going to get this right because I know how to play Dungeons and Dragons. So I'm going to use a Bardic Inspiration dice. So this is a bonus action. So I'm going to, this is roll, spend one of my Bardic Inspiration dice to select a creature other than myself within 60 feet and push them 15 feet in any direction. So that's it's a force push. So I'm going to push Stephanie backwards away from myself and the direction of the creature. So now she's safe, I guess. I don't know how hard it pushes her, but we'll see. Uh, we'll say it's like a kind of similar to the gust of wind where she doesn't go like flying backwards, but she definitely is like, like she doesn't leave her feet, but she is definitely pushed backwards. And then I'm going to run towards the creature. So I'm right next to the creature and I say, oh dear, no, thank you. Right. And then I do thunder wave. So you force push Stephanie out of the way. You run to the corner of this room where the creature is now lightly obscured. Thanks to the gust of wind. You basically almost like grab onto it. I feel like, and cast the thunder wave that successfully messes it up and this huge boom emanates from the corner of this room the force of the thunder wave pushes all of the smoke from this entire half of the room basically out so about almost half this room exactly half this room is now cleared of smoke entirely the side that stephanie got pushed to is still smoky but the side you are on val is now basically just clear the force of this wave pushes the demon more against the wall it pushes ellie backwards so now ellie is almost back by jared by the front door and it knocks the painting of the two men off the wall and it goes clattering to the ground and the demon says because ah, it's hurt and it doesn't like it and then i look at the demon my glass dome turns red as i'm clutching on with both hands to the demon and i say hello <laughs> extremely intimidating <laughs> yeah <laughs> jared as you are laying on the ground dealing with this pain from this hit you got by this smoke. You feel a little funny. You feel a little cloudy in your mind. I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. 
So 16. You are able to kind of shake your head and check the cobwebs out, and you are fine to do whatever you want. Oh, yes. Okay. I get <laughs> up. I look at the demon, who we can clearly see now, that thinks that the purple smoke has dissipated. And I cast Ray of Sickness at the demon. Damn, that sounds metal as hell. It does sound metal as fuck. I'm so I'm pumped on this one. I've never used it. This is so great. You just Damn, narrowly so bend this ray around Val, who is right on this this demon, and bend it around like wanted. You curve the bullet, and the ray connects with this messed up looking purple demon. So he gets a little uh, he gets a little nauseated, but he's not poisoned. You see him kind of go and kind of. But he also kind of just does that anyway because he's a big slobbering uh, Mike Wazowski gusher monster. So yeah, it's kind of hard to tell the difference a little bit. But you definitely yeah. get him. He doesn't throw up on Val or anything, right? No, he might have if he had been poisoned, and that would have been very good for me as a dungeon master. Oh dear, no, thank you. <laughs> but it does not happen this time. Stephanie, you have been pushed away, so now you're kind of in the uh, catty corner, opposite corner of the room as Val and the demon. But it is your turn mm-hmm. to do something. So you're a little bit still where the smoke is, but you can easily just kind of come out of it. So. Well, I'm, uh, first of all, as my bonus action, going to move my hand over in the general direction of that uh, demon guy. So they need to make a strength saving throw. And if I do that, like, how close is Val? Would Val also have to do this strength saving throw? Val is up on this guy, so yes. They're almost grappling, basically, at this point. Okay, so strength saving throw. Demon friend got a 13. I got a 9. So you're both against the... Okay, now I have to change my tactic a little bit. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. So basically, we have a, a demon sandwich now between Val <laughs> and the corner of this wall where they're both just being pressed up against it by the force of this massive gust of wind. The sexual tension is palpable. Yes. I'm picturing Val's arms and legs flailing like uh, one of those inflatable used car salesman guys. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much looks exactly like that. Okay, so I'm going to use Frostbite. So, make a constitution saving throw. 13. That does not work. So, three. Three cold damage. Ah, ah, ah. So that like the count. Three. <laughs> three cold damage. The demon seems to shudder a bit. Oof. But otherwise, seems mostly fine. Because you have the highest perception in history, uh, through the excitement, the chaos, if you will, of this battle you are able to perceive something that no one else has noticed yet. Also because the smoke is now being cleared away and everyone's kind of doing their own thing. Coming out of this demon, coming from their like forehead, there are four really thin wisps of smoke that are like glowing, like illuminated more. Like it's not regular smoke. It's like light up luminescent smoke basically, but it's really four really thin wisps that come out of his head and go into the ground under the coffee table where the book was. Ooh. And you remember, or you don't have to remember because you can look with your eyeballs. Four people came to the house, right? (laughs) Also that. There is, in the living room, there was a coffee table on top of an owl bear skin rug. Mm -hmm. It's going underneath the floor under the rug. Are we going to have to fight an owl bear who's possessed? That'd be cool as hell. Yeah, now. Now you will. (laughs) (laughs) So Ellie's going to go. Seeing Val and the monster struggle, Ellie is going to run up and try to get Val out of there. So she's going to run with her full speed and full strength and basically attempt to 
grab on to Val and then kind of keep running and, and pull Val off. So I'm going to do a strength check. from the check side, otherwise she'll get caught in the wind force, right? She understands, yes. Okay. She's going to try to kind of just <laughs> hook an arm around she you so and kind of just fall and hopefully get you at least away from this monster's immediate grasp. She's going to do a strength check because you are heavy. Crit. Oh, hell yes. Okay, yes, love, we can see it on the Zoom call. Love her. So this looks cool as hell. This is like some some Keanu Reeves and speed. She just does it and it works. I don't know why that movie, that's what I picked. Dun, but dun, 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 dun. She runs with full strength, full dun, speed, dun, 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 powers through this gust of wind, hooks her arm around Val, and she falls to the ground to get Val out of the way. And now Ellie and Val are both on the ground, but they are out of melee range of this demon. So she has pulled Val away. Shout out. She says, I got you. (sighs) (laughs) Thank you for your assistance. You've been a great help. The monster is up. Does does he have to do any uh, checks, Stephanie? Strength check. First. Six. So they're still pinned against the wall. He like Mm. lurches. Like he's trying to get out and then, nope, pinned back to the wall. Because he has like his mouth open and like gross with like, you know, the big giant tongue. The tongue is flapping in the wind like a dog hanging their head out of the car. Is the wall, the whole wall is wet now with saliva. Well, I was going to say, is their whole mouth dry now? So the rasp just slowly, like their their voice just gets raspier and more uncomfortable. Yeah, it's got severe <laughs> cotton mouth, baby. <laughs> hard, hard for him to focus. But he still has use of at least one of his three arms. So he this reaches out. This demon sounds sick as fuck. He's pretty nasty. It's Mike, it's Mike Wazowski. When he talks, does he sound like Tim Curry? Yes. He says, come here. A cheese oh, wow. pizza. There I'm sorry. Is Tim Curry in the room? <laughs> Is he on the chat? <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, cheese for pizza. Dr. Pizza. So he reaches one of his gross hands forward. And casts Cloud of Daggers in the space where Val and Ellie are. He fills the air with spinning daggers in a cube five feet on each side. And y'all going to take some damage. This is such a metal episode. Val and Ellie both take seven points of damage as this cloud of daggers swarms around them on the ground. Darting in every direction and cutting them up as they do. Okay. I'm going to just yell to the group, I got a plan, just don't get near it. Interesting. So I'm going to use the Bardic Inspiration dice to push Ellie back towards Stephanie. Same same direction as I pushed Okay, so you get her out of the cloud? Yeah. Huga! Okay. So Ellie goes, she's on the ground from where she pulled you off. She goes sliding on her back, narrowly missing the couch and hitting her head, and comes to a sliding stop right at Stephanie's feet. And she's all kind of cut up on her her arms and her face. What happens to me if I'm just a metal robot thing? Is that just ting, 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 ting? Yeah, I mean, it... you still have to take damage, buddy. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but it's, it's you don't get cuts. You just get uh, ting, 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 ting. You get dense. Uh, and then now, Val, as you're in this cloud, is your turn. And actually, you're going to mm-hmm. take uh, some more damage because you're starting your turn there. Oh, my God. Okay. How many? Four. I rolled ones on all of them. Well, even still, that hurts. Okay, I'm going to stand up. Great. That's my movement. And then I'm going to cast Shatter in the corner of the room where this Wazowski is pinned against the wall. A Wazowski demon, yeah? Yeah. 
so I get to do 3D8. It also makes a really loud noise, right? Yes. Yeah. So you only take four damage. Ha ha. Oh, I also didn't drop the base. Hold on. Let's drop the base. That's the shadow noise. This is what happens. He doesn't seem too shaken, but you definitely, uh, you definitely get him with this shatter, and you see him kind of shake his head because of the ringing in his uh, big giant ears. Does he have ears? I don't know if he has ears. His horns, has his holes. horns vibrate. Mm. Well, I mean, we all have mm. holes, David. Uh, <laughs> Jared. So I'm assuming at this point the room is still pretty noisy because of a the wind and b the last attack. The last two attacks, yeah, the, or the last two attacks. So the room's pretty noisy. Absolutely. At this point, how far away am I from the monster? Fifteen. 15 feet? So within 15 feet, if I were to shout something at the monster, they'd be able to hear me, right? You'd have to shout over all this noise, but yes, you could shouting 15 feet is not that far, so yeah. Okay, perfect. I yell at the monster. I'm like, hey, queen, I love your teeth. Can I see them real quick? Does the monster open its mouth? Uh, the mouth is already open because from the wind, it's like kind of pinned oh, to the wall perfect. with the tongue in the, flapping in the wind and stuff. He has the face of somebody skydiving. Oh, perfect. So then I stand by what I said. Hey, queen, love your teeth. I pull out my bow again, and I aim an arrow directly into its throat. Yeah, this is going to make it through the gust of wind, because it's a really good roll. <laughs> so now tell me how much damage you do, because it's going to hit him in his fucking throat. So roll, roll two, two D6s? Yeah, this is going to hurt extra. <laughs> so, okay, sorry. I got a six and a five, and Dang. I have a plus two for my short bow. You fire this arrow after your... Amazing little witty catchphrase. The arrow is able to maintain its course through this huge gust of wind, and you hit this demon right in his uh, right in his throat, right in his uvula. I believe that is called the little hangy hangy down thing, the little dangly bit, the little dangly bit, right in his dangly bit, and it pierces his dangly bit, and you see some blood spurt out of his mouth, and he tries to do another breathy snarl, but he can't seem to muster up the vocal strength anymore since he's been hit in the throat by a goddamn arrow. <laughs> On top so, of cotton mouth. So wait, so yeah. the, so so it hit and then blood spurted out, but because of the wind, the blood then just gets blown right back into his face. So right now back he in has his blood face. in his eyes, so he cannot see. Wow. How embarrassing for this person. How embarrassing for this demon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie. So now I'm going to say, thanks, everybody, and I'm going to cast Moonbeam over there. Um, we established it doesn't come from the moon, right? Because we're indoors. This is coming from you, right? Yeah, so now I have both hands extended like on this thing, and this one also is a minute. Oh, don't worry. I remember from the Gargoyle fight how bad this fucking spell sucks. For me. For you, it's great. 13 Radiant a damage. Ooh. So I don't know if that's doubled or whatever because it's like a, a bad boy, but it's like holy damage, basically. Oh, if it's holy damage, do demons get more damage kind <gasps> of thing? Yes, they do. I've played video games. So you have your left hand blasting this gust of wind forward. Stop you bring your right, right hand forward. Now. Thank you very much. Okay. And then I all put right. out the, I need Honestly, we, with the we all line up. Touch. We all line up behind her and start doing that like background uh vocalist <laughs> the ba, ba, let's ba, get this like party the... started but it's spice girls instead yeah, yeah. well co copyright Stop free right spice now. it's the midi uh... spice <laughs> this moonbeam connects the holy radiantness of this moonbeam catches the monster and you see it sear its skin 
and uh, little bits of smoke start to emanate from its skin. Not smoke like it's controlling with its demon powers, but like its skin is burning, and it takes a hell of a lot of damage. I really wish that this was backtracked by that Spice Girl song. So it's like burning on the wall, and it's like, Stop right now, thank you very much. Need somebody with the human touch. And he's not human, right? So yeah. like, it's also like a sick burn. I would. I mean, it would just be such, would, such a gorgeous moment. So I'm going to use my telepathy thing to be like, hey, Ellie, there were like four lights that went into the book or under the book. I don't know. Or like just under the, the bear skin thingy. But like, I got I got him here if you want to check it out. Also, because it's very, very loud here. It's very loud I in this room now. And I don't want her to misinterpret me. We've got wind, we've got thunder, we've got shatter, we've got duel, the fates, we've got spice girls. There's all kinds of sounds happening in this room. What a sonic adventure. No, no, no. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. La, 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 la. Stop right. <laughs> <Super sued. laughs> Ellie right acknowledges. Thank you very much. <laughs> there it is. Ellie turns to you while you're speaking telepathically, and she looks back at the table and looks back at you, and she nods. And she is going to crouch down to get past you without getting caught up in one of your many many beams coming out of you right now so she kind of crouches down almost in like a almost a Does crawl she limbo underneath the beams yeah she limbos and shimmies over to the table she's got a little bit of a val plays a short uh caribbean dance More oh, no, no, it's still spice girls she's she's limboing to spice girls stop right now yeah so she limbos over to the coffee table and she in true group fashion kicks it over yeah! Yay! Which goes, uh, it scoots over to the side and goes crashing against the wall under the painting, or where the painting was, because the painting clattered to the floor. And she peels back the owl bear skin rug, and there is a small hatch in the floor with a heavy lock on it. So she will take a swing at this lock with her sword. And the sword clangs off the lock, and her hands vibrate, and she goes, ah, ah, ooh, ah, and the lock does not break. Damn. It is the monster's turn. How much shit does he have to roll? (laughs) (laughs) Well, first, they have to roll a strength saving throw. To get away from the wind. Yeah. Attempt to get away from the wind. 14. (gasps) No. Fucking. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Well, right, because it's eight plus my spell casting, which is plus five plus my proficiency. That's unbelievable. You have a plus five in spell casting. So, yeah, that's what's happening. So there's that. So they're still pinned. Um, and then also roll a constitution saving throw. It's a five. Okay. So you're going to take only eight. So, okay, so now it's my turn. Oh, no. no it's still his the, turn. the guy still has to go. That's, that's not I'm even sorry, his turn yet. That's so just what excited. he has to do before he does anything. <laughs> so he is being blown against the wall. His ears are ringing from a bunch of noise. He's got his skin kind of burning from all this radiant damage. He's not having a great time. What does he smell like? Bad. Pringles pizza flavor. Well, we don't want to knock Pringles. We might need them as a sponsor someday. Oh, JK. Very specifically, Tostino's. He smells like the opposite of Tostino's, which are delicious. And now just $4.99 at your local grocer. And yummy, yummy. We love the snacks. Yummy, yummy. I'll eat them all day. So that's not what he smells like. He smells worse than that. So the half of the room that you are on, Stephanie, is still kind of smoky. So this monster waves his hand like this. It's kind of across his face, and another forceful column of smoke comes charging at you, Stephanie. Uh, that's going to hit. 
That is ouch. You're not over there. Oh, you're going to take five points of damage, and you are pushed backwards with a, a heavy force against the wall. And you slide down the wall, and you land like on your butt, like you're sitting now up against the wall. Are the hands still up, casting the the good stuff, or does or does this interrupt the the wind? I would think the, the beam is still there because the beam is up and down, right? So the moonbeam is still there, but I would say the mm-hmm. gust of wind gets a little bit uh, wonky. So you can still okay. be casting it, but you, maybe you are casting it on a different part of the room now, I would say. Val. Valbert. Valentina. Val Kilmore. You're also still in the cloud of daggers, I forgot. So Yeah, you're right. Okay, so what do I have to do? Uh, get hit. Go ahead and take six points of damage from these <gasps> daggers. Dang, y'all. I'm down to five hit points. Whoa. should probably get the fuck out of there. Whatever. I can be fixed. It That's happened true. before. Canonically, you can be fixed. And also, I think, not only just canonically, but like literally because I'm a robot, it has to do with my race, that essentially you can still fix me after the fact. I can't really die. So we'll play Coldplay's Fix I You. Will try. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Look at that literally. synergy. Boom. Now that's podcasting. Now that's what I call podcasting. Do something, Val. So I'm going to go over to this hatch on the ground now, and I'm going to try to beat the lock with my rapier. You absolutely connect with the lock. Thank now, fucking how God. How much damage you do to the lock. Oh, my El- God. Ellie hit it, too, but did not uh, break it. What are the stats for a lock? It's not important for you to know that. Well, guess what? The first time in our campaign that I'm going to use my savage attacker is going to be on a lock. With your newfound attacking strength, <laughs> you bring your rapier <laughs> down on this lock and cut it in half. And the lock splits in two and falls to the ground. Well, it's already on the <sighs> ground, but it falls to either side. And this... Uh, hatch is now unlocked and then as a bonus action i open the door mm. no. yeah you can open it you open this little hatch in the ground and you see essentially kind of like a basement below you there are not any steps down or any ladders down this is just a a fall essentially if you wanted to get down there but it's about 10 feet deep it's kind of just like a pit actually it's about 10 feet deep about 10 feet wide just a little square room you see four individuals in this room. It's loud, so I'm the whole time. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get my team's attention. As you do this, no one in the little pit below you seems to notice. You see a, let's see, two human males, a female tiefling and a female halfling, who all have kind of illuminated purple wisps of smoke coming out of their heads, each individually, and they all seem to be like fighting with each other they're not like they don't have swords and stuff but they're like pushing each other and like grappling each other and like trying to jump on each other's backs and stuff they seem to be uh in some kind of scuffle and they don't look up at all when you open the hatch or when you say hello a bunch jared do something i'm assuming the demon is feeding on chaos because that's the whole vibe that's what we've learned that's the deal so if I can somehow get this group to calm the fuck down, I think we can get the demon to stop, maybe. Okay. What would Jared do to accomplish that? Um, I could act like all of their dads. I don't know. <laughs> like, hey, I'm disappointed in all of you. You need to stop roughhousing right now. That might work, actually, because I am an actor as uh specified that's a pretty cute tactic you you did receive formal training on how to lie to people i did do you think that would work is that is that okay to say is that wild there is only one way to find out wait 
I have a friend's cantrip. What the fuck is that? Hold on. It's when no one told you life was going to be this way. There it is. Could it be any more of a good spell? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm about to pivot to this I, I, thing. Anyways. I had a friend's joke. I want to do too. Can I do it? Okay, okay. do one. He's going to cast the spell, and he goes, he's going to go, whoopa! That's pretty good. Thank you. So Friends gives you advantage on all charisma checks directed at one creature of your choice that is not hostile toward you. You know what? Fuck it. Let's try it. I'm going to run over to the side of the pit and be like, what? Oh, my gosh. You're going to peer into it the same way that Val and Ellie are. I'm going to stand right next to them, yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to cast my cantrip into the pit at one of them. So you had uh, two human males, a female tiefling, and a female halfling. I'm going to go to the halfling. Okay. I'm going to act. I'm going to look at this halfling, and I'm going to say, Margaret, how dare you? What is she? Does she look at me? Roll a charisma check. I got a, I got a fucking six. Uh, you okay. were competing your charisma versus her wisdom, and she rolled a one, actually. Oh! Is there a moment when, after he says it, Val and Ellie both just kind of pause and look at him? Almost like, really? really? They kind of glance up like, okay, that's, okay. that's what you got? That's it? No. <laughs> you rolled so low because... You should know better that these people are the four people from downtown, and no one in downtown is named Margaret. But oh. she, yes, she looks up, and she sees you now, and she is listening to whatever you have to say. I say, get off of his back. Don't you know that's impolite? She looks at you very kind of stoically and just goes, okay. And she lets go and slides down to the ground, and is not just standing on the ground staring up at you. And the illuminated wisp that was attached to her forehead dissipates and vanishes and now she is standing there without any kind of connection obsessed stephanie you got knocked onto your back by the smoke and as you start to think about what to do you feel a little uh, a little weird in your in your head in your mind in your brain so go ahead and roll a wisdom saving throw but because you are an elf please do so with advantage 14 plus 5 you feel totally fine. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm going to stand up for my whole movement speed. I'm going to refocus my gust over to the daggers. <gasps> Are you going to blow the daggers at him? Fuck yeah. I mean, if they're in the same line, yeah, I'm going to like use my gust to like refocus. Them. Blow the fucking Hell daggers yeah. at him. Okay, cool. I do that. <laughs> <laughs> You refocus your gust of wind and you blow this cloud of daggers back at our demon friend. These <laughs> daggers get blown onto the demon and swirl around and cut him all up. Cut him on the parts of his skin that were burned from the radiant damage earlier. Ooh. Oh, shit. And he takes a decent number of damage in the number of seven. Obsessed. Okay, cool. Are any of the daggers like stuck up on this uh, demon? Yeah, a couple got stuck in his arms. Okay, cool. I'm going to heat metal. Fuck yeah. So I pick the one that maybe looks like it's stuck the best in there, and I uh, heat metal. So wait, you, you lit the creature on fire, and then you stabbed it with a knife, and now you're going to cauterize the burnt with wind. flesh with wind. cut with a burning hot metal. Cat, make fan art of this. Gust of wind. Holding this guy to the wall. Moonbeam coming down on him. Arrow in the uvula. Cloud of daggers 
around him, dagger in his arm, heated up. This Mike Wazowski gusher is having a bad day. He's getting wrecked. It's Ellie's turn. She just watched Jared shout at somebody in this pit, and the little wisp disappeared. So she goes, okay. She she wants to try it as well. So she's, she tries to think of what to say, and she goes, um... And she looks down in the pit, and she goes, um... Cactus! Stop what you're doing! <laughs> and she glances up at, at Jared and kind of shrugs, like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know his name. Oh, my goodness. So let's have a contest. Well, and by let's, I mean myself, which is always fun. So one of the human, uh, one of the human guys, the one wearing the same uniform as the halfling, stops. He was, uh, he had somebody, he had the other guy pinned to the wall, uh, holding him by, like, the throat, like he's about to punch him. And he stops, and he shakes his head like he's shaking the cobwebs loose and he looks around and he's like cactus and the wisp of smoke disappears from his forehead and the demon says blah, blah, blah. demon's turn the moonbeam sizzles his skin the dagger sizzles inside and the wind continues to hold him against the wall so he's like a better hot pocket because he's burning on the outside, but he's also kind of burning on the inside. But then the wind is cooling him off a little bit. So it's mm. like mm. real funky. You're going to cast a crisping sleeve on him. <laughs> he's upset. He's in bad shape. He is going to call forth one more of those smoke force columns. But not at Stephanie this time. He's going to do it at Val and attempt to knock Val into the pit. <gasps> I have a 15 armor class. Son of a bitch. So... Apparently, it's hard to uh, attack and cast spells when you are being attacked by 17 <laughs> things at once. So the smoke column comes rocketing out toward the robot, but barely veers over the side. And that's the only turn I get. So uh, Val, you're up, and then Jared afterwards. So I'm going to tilt forward to look down, and I'm going to cast Charm Person against one of the other people that are fighting. So you've got uh, a human dude and a female tiefling that are left. Go with the human dude. So to get your to get the human's attention, I say Greetings. I am a variant Alpha Psionic Altonian Lexotransceiver unit, model number X. It's really hard to hear this over all the wind and overall the everything sound. Over everything, yeah. FCED001. But you can call me Val for short. It's great to meet you. Uh this human who's wearing kind of like a like a suit, but it's kind of dirtied and ripped, is about to is trying to like suplex the lady tiefling, but stops before he does and looks up and goes Oh my goodness. Is that a robot? And I say, Oh my goodness. Well, I'll be danged. Hey. Oh my that's goodness. That's amazing. And Hello. Hello. You have charmed them. And the little wisp of smoke from his forehead instantly dissipates at your wonderful magic spell. So just the female tiefling remains with the uh, the wisp. And the other two that have already been kind of uh, demystified are kind of just like standing there groggily. They're not doing anything. Jared. Perfect. Um, so I'm still standing over this pit, mm-hmm. and I'm going to act again. Gonna um, take your talents to the I'm stage. take my talents. I'm going to cast Friends. So your job's a joke, and you're broke, and your love life is DOA. Uh-huh. I am going to yell into the pit. I, I say, Fireplace Motor Lodge, what are you doing down there? So this female tiefling, as the only one still in this kind of crazed state, looked like she was about to throw some hands at the <laughs> at the halfling, but catches herself at the sound of your 
performative voice and looks up at you and says, What'd you call me? I said, Fireplace Motor Lodge, you heard me. Uh, and she kind of sighs like, huh. And the little wisp of uh, smoke from her head disappears. And all four of these folks in the pit seem to have been uh, shaken out of whatever trance they were under. As this, <laughs> as this happens, Stephanie, you can see it because you're not looking in the pit. The demon's injuries almost immediately seem to get worse. More blood starts <gasps> pouring out where blood was pouring out. More smoke starts pouring out where they were burned. More of their skin starts melting away. They suddenly look in extremely worse shape for the wear as they are now just kind of weakly pinned against this wall, still alive, but suddenly they have lost a lot of their energy. And Stephanie, it is now your turn. I'm going to walk towards the the demon. So just fucking power walk um, with both of these spells going. It looks cool as hell. Um, And then I'm going to drop the gust of wind and I'm going to do um, produce flame. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to fire it. Let me recap. You set it on fire. You stabbed it. (laughs) Then you lit it on fire with the stabbing. And now you're going to let it on fire again. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty brutal. I could literally see this demon at a certain point right before you're about to cast. Be like, fuck. Okay, Jesus. Stop. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. (laughs) I'm done. You want me to stop? I'll stop. God. Oh, shit. I crit. It's it's just right there. Crit. Damn. Okay. So tell me how it looks. Is this like a like a beam? Is it like a gust of flame? Like what does it look like? Imagine like this little like fire in my hand. You know those skee ball things where like you uh you like roll it and then you try to like get it in the mouth. That's what I'm trying to do. So I'm trying to like so like I throw it up and hope to get in there and like and that's where it's going. With a crit, you throw this skee-ball of flame directly into the demon's mouth, and it hits the arrow that's already stuck in his throat and just kind of explodes into a a fiery ball of energy that overtakes this demon without the protection of the possessions from downstairs. This now weak, burning, stabbed, bloody, cold, deaf demon from everything that's ever happened just the whole body catches on fire. It is now just a burning body and it yelps out and now no longer pinned to the wall since the air is dropped, stumbles forward, takes a few wild swings at nothing in particular until it runs out of steam and falls face first into the ground, dead and unmoving. You have won the demon battle against the chaos demon. My red glass orb turns orange and i kind of clunk sit down on the ground and i say so long and i kind of fall backwards and now i'm laying on my back i, w- I want to help the people out of the pit okay so there's four of y'all so y'all throw down a rope we'll say to help out these four folks and these four folks two of them in suits two of them in deputy uniforms climb out of this pit in the ground oh no they're cops Shut it. Shut the lid. <laughs> Shut the fucking lid. We're leaving. Boo. And these four, these four folks climb out looking uh, dazed and tired and out of it since they were just being uh, drained by a demon. 
but they are now uh, out and they are kind of just uh, kind of kneeling, sitting on the floor, trying to collect themselves a little bit. Are you guys okay? The human male in the suit kind of stands up and rubs his head and he's like, how long were we in there? I think that you've been here for like a week ish. I think I, you know, what, what happened? I, what happened? He looks over at the female tiefling who's also wearing one of the suits. Did you hear that porcupine? It's been a week. She shakes her head. She's like, really? That, that long? It feels like longer, actually. Do you want, what, do you want her to say his name? Yeah. It feels like longer, pecan. Oh, wow. Um, so there was a book. Was that you guys talking through the book? Did you, do you know about the book? Did you see a book? Well, we, we found a book when we came here, and the book was telling us to do all kinds of crazy things, and, and after a while, it just kind of went foggy while we were trying to, because the book said it needed help, so we were trying to mm. do weird things to help it, but it felt, it felt wrong, and then it all just kind of went hazy until, until just now, when, when you folks got us out of that there pit. Um, there was like a demon thing that was a demon. Like, I mean, yeah, it's not great, but I think it's gone now. And I like look over um, at the smoldering corpse behind us. Oh, it's still it's still just going, still burning. Yeah. So, um, they look back and go, "Oh my gosh, I, how did I not see that there?" Now, and we should maybe get out of here because I don't think. Um, I think that this house just needs to go away. I think. I could burn this to the ground right now if that'll help your kind of thing, what you need. The two deputies stand up and they say, or the guy starts to say, well, now, hang on. We don't know if we want to burn down this house here. And then the uh, female halfling deputy goes, nah, burn it. This place is terrible. This place is awful. I hate this place. I did things here I'd never want to do ever again. I never want to come back. No one should ever have to come back here. And the male says, well, now, hang on, Deputy Sunset. We don't know. No, I don't care. This place is an abomination. This place is a blight on the world, a blight on Constance. It should not be here. Side note, Danny the DM watched Varsity Blues recently, so I'm fucking into this voice right now. Obsessed. So Deputy Sunset, the female halfling, looks at you, Stephanie, and she's like, yeah, I think this place needs to go away. Cool, I got you. Um, should we all just leave? I would love to get out of here forever, please. Actually, yes. Cool. So we all start walking out, correct? Yeah. Val very slowly trails behind. And I trail behind with Val. Uh, I am behind both of the deputies, and I use my mage hand to pick their fucking pockets. You're going to rob these cops? I'm going to rob these cops. Do it. I rolled a 10, and I have a plus four sleight of hand. That's going to work. These people are not very aware at the moment. They're a little dazed. So you're going to add 16 gold pieces to your inventory. Ooh, thank you, shit cops. I wait for everybody to leave. I want to cast Detect Magic. Okay. Just to make sure that there's no more of that chaos magic, and if there is, I destroy it. The entire house lights up. The frame, the walls, the ceiling, the doors, the windows, everything is tinkling. The house itself is illuminated. Okay. And I can tell what kind of magic it is. Is it all one type of magic or is it several types of magic? (laughs) Yes. Uh, 
it is this is like it is one single spell that is attached it is all one piece what everything that is lighting up is lighting up together it's not like separate the windows are different than the doors it's all one thing what school of magic it is necromancy cool so i'm gonna go through the house and use my cantrip create bonfires uh do that in the kitchen in the bedroom in the hallway in the living room um, and then I'm going to use control flames to expand the flames so that way they like engulf this entire house. And I'm going to watch this burn and my um, my detect magic lasts for 10 minutes. So my goal is to burn the house before that 10 minutes Ooh, is up to make sure that that's gone. Are you standing in the living room shaping the fire around you as it burns or did you go outside now? I went outside, like okay. at, so. I like yeah. So I cast all the the create bonfires, made it bigger, made it bigger. Came outside and just like now it's just one big giant bonfire that is burning shit. So outside, the four downtown residents stand in a line. Val and Jared stand next to each other, watching this house burn. Ellie and Stephanie stand next to each other, watching this house burn. Val reaches up and grabs Jared's hand and holds it. Aww. Aww. You all, the eight of you now, watch this house go up in a massive uh, bonfire. The wood planks start falling off. The windows start shattering. And it's loud, roaring, crackling noises. And after a minute, uh, the house, not very well made, it was shoddy the whole time, starts collapsing in on itself. The roof starts collapsing in. And it is no longer a house. It is now just a pile of rubble. And out of this pile of rubble and out of the flames, a ghost emerges, floats up from the flames. This is a ghost of a human-looking man. You all got a good look at that painting before uh, it was... Well, while you were inside. This oh, he's a gay ghost? is the ghost of the one that was stabbed in the painting. The one that seemed to have been <gasps> killed in the painting. It is the, the stockier of the two human men. And he... Sorry. The ghost, the spirit, floats up into the air and looks at you and does not say anything, and then flies off into the desert in the other direction. So long. Hell yeah. And the house continues to crumble and collapse until it is just a burning pile of rubble. As this is happening, does like the magic, does the magic get fainter? As soon as the ghost pops up, the magic is gone. Oh, okay. There is no longer a spell on this house. We did it. Then once the magic has gone, then we just start walking back to town. Well, riding back to town. Well, riding back to town in the carriage. Yeah. So you'll head back to downtown, and we will do that next time on Quest Friends Forever. This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more. Hey everybody, I'm Eric. I'm Shelby. I'm Jake. And we are the band Lousy Advice from the Lousy Advice Podcast. Come listen as we draft artists and genre-centric best-of lists. With the help of our closest friends. These lists are canon. And there's not a goddamn thing you can do about it. From Misfits to Cher. Green Day to Gaga. Or Pup to Paramore. Listen to the Lousy Advice Podcast now or else. Stream us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, The Nostalgia Network, or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget that we are the band Lousy Advice, and this is our podcast, The Lousy Advice Podcast. The Lousy Advice Podcast? The Lousy Advice Podcast. Podcast.